0: Welcome to the Black Girls Tech Summit podcast. I'm your host and the founder of Girls Talk London, Vanessa Sanyauke. In the lead up to our virtual 2020 Black Girls Tech Summit taking place on the 24th to the 25th of November, we are interviewing three of our speakers to give you an insight into what to expect at this year's summit. Now, if you haven't already, please sign up for tickets, which are free, by searching Black Girls Tech Summit on Hopin.com or click the link in the description. Make sure to follow us across all our socials on Girls Talk London. On this episode, I am joined by Tamarian Rogers, who is the Inclusion Engineering Director at SNAP, Inc., and she is our keynote speaker on the 25th of November. We hope you enjoy. Welcome
1: to the Black Girls Tech Summit podcast. How are you? I'm great, and I'm thrilled to be here. I really appreciate and am honoured to have this invitation to join you this year. We're really looking forward to having you deliver our keynotes talk at this
0: year's summit and we have some questions for you to get to know you a little bit better so if we kick off with the first one so the first question i have for you is around some research that was conducted by the national center for women and information technology which revealed that black women in the us make up three percent of all jobs in technology so i wanted to find out what are your thoughts about this
1: Well, first of all, I'm not surprised. I think in my career, 30 plus years being in the industry, I distinctly remember every black woman that I've had the honor to work with throughout my career and have definitely stayed in touch with them. And so, of course, um, um, I I don't have that type of uh, memory uh, for others who are in the industry, but this is uh, not a surprising statistic. Um, I'm also very inspired um, um, by what's to come, based on my interactions with young young women, uh, girls today. Uh, I'm inspired by a lot of the drive, the curiosity that I'm seeing among uh, our youth and, and our young adults who are considering entering the profession. I also have seen a fair amount of uh, women and girls um, well, women um, who have already started um, down a path in, in a career that is different than technology who have decided to explore uh, technology. And I have um, had uh, the opportunity to work with a lot of these women looking to pivot in their careers uh, through a, an organization called Ada Developers Academy. And that was um, extremely rewarding to see the, the drive and the excitement The curiosity uh, to to make this change. It's also a very courageous move but I do believe that these numbers will shift in time. Um, One other thing that comes to mind um, with the statistics there's some other I want to share a couple of other statistics um, that kind of give a little bit more of a perspective on how I think the industry has a role in this um, in, in terms of improving the numbers and one is that in 2019 Um, the, the number of women in tech was at about 26%, -hmm. um, black and African-American, um, people, male, female, full spectrum of gender was at 8% and black women, um, was at, um, 3% in 2019. Mm -hmm. And then I looked at the leaders. So folks that are actually in management roles, leadership roles, uh, 23% women, um, again, this is in 2019, and 5% African-American. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so the numbers are, are are stark. I also was curious about CS degrees, computer science degrees. Um, and um, in 2003, 3.4% of all those graduating with CS degrees uh, were Black women. Um, and it's been declining with one little blip in, in, in the numbers going up a little bit in 2008 but then it's been, it's declined tremendously to one about little over 1 point, uh, uh, 1.1% um, in uh, 2019. And so to me, this means that the industry has a role here in that it really has to open uh, alternatives for black women to enter into this space and be able to offer their brilliance, creativity, and experiences as technology evolves. And that means that we really have to shift how we think about adding value to what we build. Um, And uh, and I think there's, right now, is a very pivotal time in the industry where folks are starting to understand how important it is for us to adjust how we look at the world and who is able and um, who we want to contribute to the evolution of technology. And so, um, and, I, and I'm excited to be in a role at Snap that just the first time that in my career that I've seen an investment um, in an engineer working on the engineering culture to help that shift happen right imagine mentorship being the other way around imagine um black women mentoring those who are in those positions of power yeah. right shifting the way that we think about this the things and allowing this this opportunity for alternatives to enter the profession to really manifest and i and i'm excited to be a part of that and and to um and to to help sort of lead the way in the industry
0: and just off the back of that just um talking about your role at at snap so what is a typical working day like for you first of all
1: well this is an interesting interesting time for me um i've recently transitioned from uh, one type of role to a different role so in the last uh several years most of my uh this time especially at snap um my day um always start with uh you know, um, a walk with my dog and then a meditation. It's very, very important um, to start off the day um, and exercise. And uh, and so my day was really um, comprised of a lot of um, meetings and, and interact, interacting with people, um, relationship building, a lot of listening, a lot of reviewing of strategies and tactics to understand if we're going in the direction that we want to go. Um, Where do we need to make changes? Where do we need to um, shift priorities? Where do we need to um, shift people working on projects? And so constantly looking at that. Um, Any other time was spent with me just really thinking about um, some of the the key challenges and opportunities that we have um, to really um, um, really hit our, our goals for whatever the company is aiming for at that time. Um, and so very much so in my, in, in, in my recent past, I've really been looking at that, that higher level view of where we're going as an organization as a company and what are we doing strategically within the disciplines I was overseeing. So I was um, in the recent past overseeing our quality engineering organization, Um, Really looking at the the quality of the experiences we were delivering to our customers, Um, looking at localization and how we really um, built the the application for everyone, regardless of where you are in the world. Um, And um, also looking at the tools that we were building internally to to enable us to really test the product sufficiently. Um, These were a part of my charter and looking at how do we support the organization as well as... Um, ensure that the experiences we were delivering were really at a um, optimal performance level. Um, I have since, um, in the last three weeks, shifted into this role as in the inclusive engineering director, yeah. and so my time now is spent um, really looking at our engineering processes and the development life cycle, how we go about building the product, mm-hmm. and how do we ensure that we are capturing all perspectives internally. Um, to make sure that we're building a very inclusive product and that we're also um, having a very inclusive experience while building that product. What are the ways that we can encourage all perspectives to get in, um, to come forward and to be integrated into how we build? Because I truly believe that how we build a product manifests in the experience people have using the product. And so if we are really intentional about how we, we work together, then wow, what an immense um, opportunity to really bring people heart and soul into the experiences we provide. Yeah. Um, so, so that's one aspect of, of, of what I'm working on, and um, there's several other pieces to this where I'm really listening to the broader organization and, and the opportunities to not only how we work together, but what we build in terms of inclusive engineering um, and ensuring that we're looking at biases that come like algorithm bias and um, and, and how are we mitigating that? Um, what is the camera experience, you know, in terms of understanding skin tone um, and uh, really making sure that we 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 optimize that experience for folks. So there's a tremendous amount of opportunity we're already thinking about, but how do we continue to surface that systemically in our culture?
0: That's exciting actually, because there's a lot of talk around that in terms of how I guess when we look at diversity and inclusion, how it leads to innovation. I've been hearing quite a lot about
1: that, so that's really exciting about the work that you're doing. It's really timely, yeah, yes, yes, it's very exciting. I guess goosebumps I have goosebumps on my, on my goosebumps as one uh, yes. <laughs> one, one uh, young lady uh, told me. Yeah. but
0: it's, it's, it's exciting? And I mean, it, it it must keep you busy. And I think you mentioned about how you start your day, but how do you then doing sort of a lot of work? And it's quite in, sounds quite intensive. Um, and trying to sort of implement, you know, procedures and change and changing ways of thinking and doing things. How do you then unwind after work, especially at during the whole global pandemic COVID times? Oh my gosh, that's
1: a great question. I, I really, really love the outdoors and I wear my mask. I really try to get outside and uh, physically do things. So if that's uh, a long walk, I'm, I'm very uh, blessed and fortunate to be living very close to the um, to the beach. Um, I'm in Marina del Rey and near Venice Beach. And um, it's it's so anything from a bike ride uh, to a walk along the beach and letting my feet hit the sand um, is is really important. I have a dog um, that also enjoys these long walks. Um, I also talk to connect with friends um, on, on the phone. I try to limit um, how much uh, video use I use um, just to give my eyes a break yeah. and um, check in with folks that um, inspire me and also who are very uh, much so a, a big part of my life. And um, and then whatever calls me in terms of uh, reading, um, or listening to music. The, that's another big thing is um, uh, listening to music and, and literally dancing in, in, my, uh, in my living room or bedroom um, is is a big part of how I unwind.
0: Yeah, so everyone loves a good tune. Um, yes. <laughs> and finally, I think I wanted to really ask you, um, you know, you're delivering our keynote talk on the 25th of November, so day two at the Black Girls Tech Summit. What made you say yes when you were asked to be our keynote speaker?
1: There's a book called Can't Not Do by Paul Shoemaker. And it's a book that really talks about following heart and and honoring your calling, if you will, in every aspect of your life. And so there are certain things in my life that fall into the category of I can't not do that. It's just so important to me. It's right in in alignment with my values at this time. And really reaching out um, and being available and accessible to um, our community, to uh, Black women especially, um, who are interested or um, who are entering um, the the tech space, even those who are in it um, and still just navigating it's very, very, very important to me to, um, to be active in our community and in helping each other be successful in this. And so for me, I wanna be the one, one of many saying, I see you, I hear you, I value you. You are an incredibly important part of our industry. You are an important part of how technology evolves. Even if the industry doesn't know it or acknowledge it at this point in time, you are a vital part of this evolution. And I am here. I am accessible. I want to see you be successful. And I want to be able to see you thrive, not just survive in this environment, but to Thrive in it, bringing all of your creativity and brilliance and experiences to the table, and knowing that you're doing an amazing, um, uh, you're contributing amazing things to what we end up using mm-hmm. in time, right? And so, so that is it's it's just a very, very, very important part of my life right now is giving back and being accessible and helping others be successful in this space.
0: Well, thank you. Thanks so much again for, for um, you know agreeing to say yes. As I mentioned, we are really looking forward to your keynote. Uh, to end this podcast episode, I want to have some fun. And this is a fire round of fun questions. So just giving us the, the first answer, just so we can get to know um, who Tamarian is. So my first question to you is, what is your favorite
1: song at the moment? I don't have a favorite song, but I have a favorite genre right now called global funk. Ah, okay. So we'll have to search global funk on Spotify or Apple music. <laughs> Absolutely.
0: What was the last podcast that you listened to?
1: A couple. One was national public radio (NPR) and Michelle Obama's podcast. Oh, good choice. What was the last book you read? I read several books at the same time. How to Be Anti-Racist by Ibram Ibram Kendi Mm -hmm. and Leading from the Outside uh, by Stacey Abrams. And uh, I'm also a fan of Eckhart Tolle's book, The New Earth and Power of Now. Great. And finally, what is your favorite quote? I don't know that this is a quote, but it is is something that I say to myself uh, quite frequently. It is, I or you can only see in others that which exists within me or you. Yeah. And so this really... Allows me to see and embrace all the wonderful things I see in others, and also the things that I know are opportunities for me to shift in my life.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love that. It's true. I think that's really true. Thank you so much. It was great to have you on the podcast, and we're just we've got goosebumps all over. <laughs> double goosebumps. <laughs> looking forward to your keynote uh, talk on the 25th of November. So, thank you so
1: much. Thank you so much, Vanessa.